Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of our podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Eric Twix. Let me just tell you a little bit about him. He is the founding partner and president of the What Now movement. His mission is to build high-performing entrepreneurs, authors, and career professionals who are prepared for life's unexpected curveballs. Oh God, we do have those. He is the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. The Disciple of Now has been recognized as a global top 10 finalist for the 2000, or 2020 Author Elite Awards in the category of Best Self-Help Book. And this is based on the combination of cover design, content, popularity, and social contribution. He's the host of a weekly inspired podcast called The 30-Minute Hour. As a certified life and business coach, Eric has conducted conducted over 28,000 coaching sessions. These are helping executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs who have moved from feeling frustrated to finding fulfillment. He also led organizations of 500 or more in corporate America and shared his message with those corporations. Let's get to know him a little bit more and delve deeper into all of these areas that he's touched on. So welcome, Eric, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you for having me on your show. It's awesome. Our theme today is going to be one that I think will strike a chord for many. If not now, maybe they're recovering, but it is pro overcoming procrastination. Oh, that lousy word. <laughs> we always have excuses for why we didn't do what we needed to do, right? So why don't you first... Um, as always, I give you an easy question to kind of break the ice. Tell our audience, what do you call home? Where do you call home? So I'm in Clinton, Maryland, which is about 20 minutes from Washington, D.C. Oh, I'm very good. Mm -hmm. yeah, my brother lives in Maryland as well. Awesome. It's a very nice area and not too far from the beach. I'm always happy if I'm not too far from the beach. <laughs> Absolutely. And you've got great crab. <laughs> yes. That's what we're known for. Yeah, yeah. Soft shell. So tell us a little bit about your company, 
the What Now movement? How did it get started? What was the, the thing that pushed you from procrastinating to becoming a CEO and founder? Well, as far as the What Now movement specifically, we started that because of the pandemic, right? So oh. myself, uh, I'm the CEO and I have two business partners. And prior to the pandemic, we were saying we, we were going we were saying we were going to work together, right? We were saying that we were going to do these summits and get in a hotel room and get these speakers and get all these people in the room. It's going to be great, yes. And, <laughs> and then the pandemic happened and <laughs> all that changed, all that shut down. We were asking ourselves, okay, well, what now? We still want to work together. And then we noticed that a lot of people in our networks were saying things like, "Hey, I've got this." idea for a venture, a project, a book, but I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. Mm. And we said, that's the last thing you want to do. You really want to ask yeah. yourself, what now? And that's when we decided to call this the what now movement. So we've got over 1700 people <laughs> in this Facebook group. And our mission is to help people to pivot when they face a challenge and not just stop. So we do that. Like we've got a summit that's coming up on July the 16th. Awesome. Uh, we do master classes, we do videos uh, within the group. So that's that's really our mission. And it ties into the, the thing I talk about and I've been talking about for years as it relates to overcoming procrastination. Yeah, just act, just do it. You know, I, I found that uh, out of the COVID, that's what I just decided too. You know, I, re I retired in 2018 and... All of a sudden, 2021 came along and it was like, I'm not just going to sit in my house and do nothing. You know, I, I have to, to do something. So you act. So are you, <coughs> excuse me, are you tired of waiting for your goals or waiting for somebody to achieve your goals is a question that you ask others. And I, I always, I have that actually is on my desk here. You know, someday is today. How often do you hear that as you're coaching and, and um, working with folks? Quite often, unfortunately. Uh, I, I think it, it's that old adage that, you know, you probably heard it before. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take the trip. <laughs> right? Every, I mean, everybody's got great intentions, but I, yeah. I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding of, the effort and the focus that it takes and the sacrifice that it's necessary to move forward. And I just think you have to really be willing. Yeah. You, you have to be all in and you have to be willing to do the thing that you really don't feel like doing. And that's where procrastination comes in. Mm -hmm. So you like, you have two types of, like there are two types of people that I, that I've noticed, right. That, uh, like I've noticed, there's an entrepreneur who gets good results. And then there's an entrepreneur who gets great results. Yeah. And in most cases, they have a similar level of know-how. They know mm -hmm. a lot of the same things. What separates the great from the good is that the entrepreneur who gets the great results has this ability to do those things that they need to do, whether she feels like it or not. And that's it. I mean, that's, that's the difference. Yeah, that persistence. Yes. Consistent action, right? Absolutely. So what inspired you to write The Disciple of Now? 
three. Nope. Disciple of now. But discipline of now. So what? Oh, what, discipline. I can't even read. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what inspired me was I was looking for a useful tool yeah. to help people. And I was frustrated because <laughs> all, all the things I was coming across was just the same old stuff. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, you got to wake up at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> you don't check your email before two o'clock in the afternoon. And da, da, da. And I mean, those types of that type of advice doesn't work for everybody. Um, so I wanted to uh, create a tool that was useful, that was practical, that no matter where you are, whether you're an early bird, you're a night owl, you can find specific strategies that can meet you where you are and help you to move forward. And, that, and that's what motivated me. The other thing is, I saw some books on overcoming procrastination that were like 400 plus pages. <laughs> and if someone's got a procrastination problem, they're probably not going to get it. <laughs> so true. They're going to procrastinate. They'll put it off. They'll put off the procrastination book. So. Oh, so true. So very true. Oh my goodness. So do you find that, that, you know, the, the dis discipline of now is really almost like a um, you fill in your information and the it kind of rev allows it to customize to you. That that's exactly it. Yes, right. Yeah, it, it's a it's a customized solution. So, for example, if you are like I break down the personality types in the book. You know, so if, if you're that type A personality, there's a procrastination, overcoming procrastination solution for you. You know, if you're more of the social uh, laid back type, there's a, there's a solution that's for you. If you're the analytical type, then you can find specific strategies for you. So, so yeah, absolutely. Do you ever find that people are avoiding admitting that they're procrastination or a procrastinator? No, it's interesting um, that, that what I find is mm -hmm. people assume, they, they tell me, oh, I just always procrastinate. And, and that's not really the case, right? I have yet to meet someone that just procrastinates all the time with everything. Mm. Like every, everybody I meet, it's like they may put off household chores, but then when they get to work, they don't put off anything. They're on point, they're early, they stay, I mean, and, and so, and I see vice versa. You know, people who are on point at home and the kids, everything's on schedule. They get everybody on school, the school on time and then they get to work and they start putting things off. So it's, it's contextual, really. Mm. And I think the key is you have to be aware of the things that are triggering you to procrastinate. That, that, that's the big thing. If you, if you really play back the tape, you'll see it's usually around a certain time, usually when you're doing a certain thing that you procrastinate the most. You know, I always find for myself, <clears throat> things that I love to do, the time just flies by. You know, I don't mind starting it. I don't, and, you know, I just keep at it. You know, but there, there are things that you hate to do. And those are the things that you keep on putting off, right? No, that's it. I mean, the root cause of procrastination is discomfort, Yeah. right? And it could just be as simple as, as what they call task aversion, which you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that deep. I just don't like doing it. I don't like doing my taxes. So I'll, I'll wait until <laughs> the very last minute if I can, you know? Yeah. So, but, it, but it's about understanding yourself 
and yeah. understanding. So are there, are there things that you can put in place if you know you don't like doing your, is there somebody else that can do your taxes? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you, you, if you, that self-awareness piece is critical and that's a key step. The book is designed to really heighten your self-awareness. How is, how important is it for a recovering procrastinator to have an accountability partner or, you know, you as a coach? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, and that, that's how I was able to finish the book. Cause I, I have a, a bad confession to make like for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna sound bad. <laughs> I was procrastinating on writing a procrastination book. Right? <laughs> but literally, I, I got a. Uh, I, I was active in the National Speakers Association, mm-hmm. and there was someone else. Her name was Laura Zam. She's a fellow author, great person. We would have these accountability calls, so each week, and I mean, the nicest person you will ever want to meet. So, so one of the calls, yeah, she says, uh, yeah, so Eric. You know, last week you said you'd finish your outline. Did you finish your outline? No, I didn't. No, no I didn't. I felt horrible. But but I tell you what, that's what helped me to make tremendous progress on the book. And I ended up getting it finished because we every week we were just having these meetings and holding each other accountable. So I would, I'm glad you brought this up. I would advise anybody to find a like-minded accountability yeah. partner that that can really help you. Yeah, you know, have both of you have that similar goal. It, it's just so helpful. So we talked about some of the, the folks that the book is for, but is it for any age? It, you know, is it really a timeless kind of book that no matter where you are in your life, this book would help you? Oh, certainly it, it applies. I mean, so Typically, my audience is the entrepreneur and executive leader that's looking mm-hmm. to go from good to great. But I, I get requests from quite a few high schools, colleges, <laughs> um, <coughs> you know, stay, stay at home parents, stay at home mothers, stay at, you know, it's, I think the message is universal. Right. Um, and I think everybody can identify with something that they're procrastinating on. I mean, the, the studies show, the University of Calgary study that said 95% of the population mm. has some issue with procrastination. Now, I believe that the other 5% that just haven't gotten around to finish the survey. So that's <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some simple steps that right today you could give our listeners, you know, maybe three or so? that they could use to help to combat this procrastination that's keeping them from their success? Well, I I would say one thing would be eliminate the distractions, right? Mm -hmm. And again, it's all about knowing what triggers you. So what happens is if you start feeling anxious, you know, you're looking for that relief. You know, you're looking for the dopamine release. And, And a lot of times you get that from your phone. And so if you can eliminate the alerts, the notifications, the chimes when you're getting an email, um, a lot of those, that the phone is the most distracting thing that you own. Uh, so if you can get rid of a lot of those distractions, uh, that'll help. Um, another thing that works with a lot of people who I'm telling you, I've had, we start our coaching relationship, they tell me they're just a chronic procrastinator. By the time they do this, 
they find that they procrastinate a lot less. It's just really getting in the habit of making appointments with yourself. So you can use your Google Calendar. So instead of saying, okay, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write my business plan this week. Okay. And then you look at Friday at five o'clock and you haven't done it. So mm. instead of doing that, say, Hey, I'm going to on Tuesday at one o'clock, you put it on the calendar you, and you also, you include the, the day, the time and the place Tuesday, at one o'clock in my office, I'm going to write my business plan. Right. And so if you include the place, the studies show you're 40% more likely to do it, mm. but just, but just getting in that habit of making appointments with yourself, yeah. that that'll go a long way. You'll find that you're procrastinating a lot less. Yep. I, I could not live without my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you a question related to that, um, that accountability in the calendar. Do you find that having smaller chunks that, you know, sometimes we procrastinate because it just seems overwhelming, but well, you know, that business plan overwhelm, but, you know, could you advise somebody to maybe do the intro or something, you know, do five minutes, 10 minutes of your business plan on Monday and then 10 minutes on Tuesday. Would that be something that would help a procrastinator? Oh, sure. sure. And it's funny because I mentioned the business plans because I want the people I work with, we, we do like a one page plan. So, so it's not as overwhelming just for that reason. But yeah, if you're doing the traditional one, yeah, you can break it down into chunks. You can say, you know, I'm going to do, I'm, I'll spend, you know, 15 minutes or I'll, I'll spend, oh, you say I, I'll spend 30 minutes working on the business plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can, you know, get the kitchen timer, set it for that. You, you've got the reminder, you, you, you eliminate your distractions and just say, I'm going to work on it for 30 minutes. You, yeah. you don't even have to say, I'm going to complete it. Just, just work on it. And, I know. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And, and so that way you're, you're just kind of breaking it down in, in the chunks and because the small steps count. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. The small things, they come, <coughs> excuse me, the compound over time. Sure. Well, this has flown by here, um, but one, one last question before we hit the rapid, fl- fl- ah, rapid fire is whenever, uh, before the pandemic hit, before you came up with this idea, were you a chronic procrastinator? <laughs> I wouldn't say chronic, but I mean, I just had certain things that I just, I didn't like to do it. Mm. And so I had to put it off and it's just about being aware of those things, you know, and I had to learn that just because it has to be done, it doesn't mean that I'm the one that has to do it. Oh, so wonderful. That's his, that should be repeated. Yeah. The whole idea of delegation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. get a VA or something that, that's why I have a VA to this day. Her name is Esther. She has been a game, total game changer for our business um, because she does, I mean, a lot of the little scheduling and a lot of the little follow-up details, you know, she's excellent at it. Uh, and now I can focus on the bigger picture, but yeah. I, I have to be very careful because it's easy. If I'm not aware, I can fall into procrastination habits. I just, I'm not different from anybody that's listening or watching. The difference is I've embraced certain habits. And that's, I think the, the secret to it is, is 
to have a, 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 embrace the mundane of the repeatable <laughs> task so that you get to be a habit of doing the, what you need to do. All right, so the rapid fire questions will start now. So you don't have to really tighten your seatbelt, but they'll be easy enough. When you were a child, what did you think you were going to be at this age? That's interesting. Uh, you know, it's funny, I, I could see myself being like a businessman. Well, once I got past the whole NBA thing. <laughs> yeah. At first, you know, I wanted to be Dr. J and Magic mm -hmm. Johnson, but once I realized I wasn't 6'6", six, six, you know, <laughs> I, I, I could always see myself being like a business person. What led you to decide to be a business, uh, a certified business coach? Well, I, I wanted to just make sure that I had some credibility when I'm talking to people. Um, and, and I also wanted to learn just additional ways to approach coaching conversations. And, and it, a lot of it, when you talk about coaching, it's listening, it's asking the right questions and knowing what questions to ask. Yeah. That's what I've gotten the most out of the whole process is just really, it heightens your ability to listen and, and ask the right questions. So. so if you had a college a guy that, or girl that's just going to graduate from college has their life in front of them, what advice would you give them? I would really, a lot of times we look at the title when it comes to what we want to do and you get set because maybe your parent did it or everybody tells you that's the job, but you need to be asking questions like, do you like what you do? Yeah. Like find so find somebody, like if you, your heart is set on being an architect or a lawyer, find someone and have that conversation. Do you really like, on a scale of 10, scale of one to 10, how much do you like what, you do, what you're doing? Because mm -hmm. I know, I'm telling you, I know so many people that graduated from the college I graduated, their attorneys are this, and they don't like being an attorney. Yeah. And they end up yeah. doing other things. They were an attorney because their parents were an attorney and that was what was expected of them. But that's what I would say. Just really uh, ask that question. Do you really like what you're doing? You like it on a on scale of one to 10, what number would you give it? That type of thing. Yeah, I am big on volunteering. And I found that volunteering opens a lot of doors and insight as to what you really are passionate about. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, that's a good, you bring up a good point too, right? So if you're thinking of, you know, I want to open a restaurant. You know, I, it, you can get yourself in the hallway. Is there a way you can work there part-time? Can you get there on a smaller scale? Like you said, you, can you volunteer? If you're thinking of starting a specific nonprofit, yeah. can you volunteer for a while? And see if mm -hmm. they, you, may, you may get in there and say, you know what? I really don't like this. I know. <laughs> yeah. This is not what I wanted. Sounded like a good idea at the time, but I really don't like <laughs> no. it. Money isn't everything. Okay. Favorite dessert. Hmm. Wow. I would have to go with the apple pie. Oh, I love apple yes. pie. Yeah. Well, I love cherry. I, I love cherry pie too, but um, apple pie is very, very good. And would you rather go to a baseball game or to a football game? I would rather go to a football game. 
Yeah, baseball is so slow and I mean like unless it's like the World Series. That that's one thing. Yeah. But but on I was in an, on a normal scale, I'd rather go to a football game. Me too. I'm not gonna ask you what your team is because it might be against mine. <laughs> Yeah, I want, I want us to stay friends, right? We, That's we, right. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, this has been great. Um, why don't you tell the folks where um, they can get in touch with you? So you can go to my website, Eric M. Twiggs, E-R-I-C-M, last name, uh, T-W-I-G-G-S dot com. And okay. you can pick up a copy of the book, The Discipline of Now. 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. It's an audio, it's an ebook and paperback. Oh, good, good. I love audiobooks as I'm walking. All right, well, I want to thank Eric for being my guest today. He's shared a lot of information, a lot of great tips. And if you still have questions, please go to his website and check out his book, definitely get his book because uh, we don't want to procrastinate about getting <laughs> procrastination. Don't put it off. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure. And as always, I end saying until uh, we meet again, remember life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.